Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lovely music was played for us by 11 wonderful musicians. And we're delighted this evening to welcome our friends from Mallow, led by the one and only famous Johnny Bungo's Horgan. And we'll be talking to Johnny later on in the show. And we're in for a great night of uh, lots of music, great singing. We have a nice chat as well. We have great, great songs coming up uh, here on C103. Round the fireside. You're all very, very welcome. What we're going to do next before I talk to Johnny, we're going to get a song and a man that has often been here before John Horgan from Two Pot House and how, how are you been John? How are you doing Johnny? Yeah, well, Jimmy said I've been here a few times uh, uh, yeah. this is a song it's called The Wild Mountain Time or, or um, uh, go, go Lassie Go it's uh, a song of three different names which yeah I think the, I, can't, I can't pronounce the, the Scottish person <laughs> but uh, the phrase uh, of Go Heather yeah. Is, is the Scottish one. Yeah, And Wild Mountain Time and Go Lassie Go. And we were talking there while ago, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a, a lot of people think it's a Scottish song because there's a nice Scottish air to it, but it's uh, actually an Irish song. And the man that wrote, you know, the words were changed, the man that wrote the Wild Mountain Time was a fellow by the name of Bob, Bob Thornwell. And well, uh, I, I, funny, you know, I, I, I have a different uh, version of that. Uh, yeah, a guy from yeah. Belfast called uh, Fancy McPeak. Fancy McPeak was, yeah, he was involved as well uh, yeah. in, in it. And he sung the song as well, Fancy did. Yeah. He was a singer as well. And uh, the, the man I'm talking about now, he was involved somewhere in, it, in in the writing with. And he was a very, very quiet man. And he hated cruelty. And the one thing he took great exception to was, was uh, cockfighting. 
But you got it. Yeah, yeah. I hate cockfighting, and uh, of course, uh, there's different words and uh, to the Scottish ones. The, uh, the, 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 the one it would be yeah. Mon- yeah. mountain time, but Fancy Peak was uh, possibly uh, you're, you're correct in saying it was he wrote uh, the, the Go Lassie Go. Well, I don't know about the Scottish version, but the, from what I know anyway, the English version was, was written by, by, by Francie. Francie, yeah. yeah. But, uh, the, the I, I think it, it can go, it goes back about 400 years or it something. It does indeed, it does. You know, and, and, and um, it's kind of a strange one, but yeah. a lot of songs you can kind of, uh, you can associate with modern times, but certainly this isn't. But like you said, there's so many different versions of That's it, right, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and I, I, I wouldn't say that my version is, is, is authentic. Well, you know, you they, they probably one or two verses. You're a fine singer. That I might, be, <laughs> I might be leaving and, out. And, you know, so. and, and you do a lovely spot out in Kinsale. Yeah, yeah. been been going down enough for, for, yeah. for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, and they're still putting up with me, so I, I don't know why. But they're, still, <laughs> they're still enjoying you highly. Well, I, 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 I doubt that, but, you know, it's, well, it's, 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 always, it's always a bit of fun. And I was enjoying, you know, especially the sessions. Yeah. Catherine goes with you now, time. Yeah, they've got a lot of time, yeah. Uh, mm. She's kind what? of doing her own thing now. She's, she's she teaching and... That's right. And Newton and she's kind yes. of a fairly decent uh, musician and, you know, yes. single she's, as well. She's, she's a, brilliant, a brilliant fiddle player. She is, yeah. Oh, she's pretty God. good, yeah. Oh, she's, she's very, very It doesn't good. come from me, like, you know. I, I, I think myself, like, that most of it comes from the model side. Uh, you know? the music is, uh, the music is, is in John Horgan as well. Though. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and, and getting away with it now, Jimmy. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's kind of it. So you know? would we go with that, and straight well, after Johnny Bongos, we're going to traditional music, and I'm coming back to interrogate you then. Okay. Is, is, is that okay? Fantastic. Good pleasure. Good pleasure. Oh, the summer time coming and the trees are sweetly blue in a wild mountain time rose around the blooming heather where you go lassie go and we'll all go together to talk mountain time all around the blooming heather where you go lassie go I would build my love a town So young, pure, crystal fountain In Dammit I would place All the flowers of the mountain Will ye go, lassie go and we all go together to pluck wild mountain time all around the bloom and heather. Will ye go? I see he go. 
my true love she were gone I would surely find another where the wild mountain time goes around the blooming heather where he goes as he goes and we'd all go together to talk the wild mountain time all around the bloom and heather will he go as he go oh, John that was brilliant very 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 good thanks Jen that's the lovely Thank singing voice of John Horgan from the two fight house John his friends from Mallow here this evening around the fireside and you can catch up with him out in Kinsale what night do we John in Kinsale Sunday night um, Sunday night uh, we, we, we've um, we've missed a few of them but I think they'll have us back again sometime in April so. I'm quite sure now after that it's kind of most pubs are kind of getting quiet now this time of the year so yeah, yeah. it's the time yeah everything is kind of quiet this time of the year yeah you know but uh, after St. Patrick's Day now and coming up to yeah, Easter it should, be, all it should be kind of picking up a bit again it, you know? yeah. and, and the old uh, weather this time of the year people don't like going out in the old weather yeah well you're right yeah you know yeah, and, and all, people yeah. have to get up in the morning as well for, for work and so stuff that's, you know so that's the thing. it's not quite that easy you know yeah. Now we're going to have some more traditional music, Johnny Bongos, and then I'll be back to you, and we'll have a little bit of a chat. Well, of course, Jimmy, um, pass you all we have to uh, Dan, Jimmy, and good to see you again, sir. Very good. It's been a long, long time. So Dan has got to... Uh, his, uh, Scottish Jigs. Scottish Jigs. <laughs> Thank you. 
mighty, mighty, mighty. Absolutely brilliant. Johnny, I tell you something. There are some musicians you brought here tonight. They're top class, Jimmy. Oh, they're top, top class. They're top of the range, each and every one of them. Of course, music is in your... Uh, it's your life. Yes, yeah. Um, a long time, no, uh, Jimmy. I'm um, very lucky um, through my career that I met so many different people, you know. Did you, start, did you start very young? Uh, at the age of... Um, sat for at the age after my accident when I was uh, two. I started playing um, at the age of five okay. because um, after the accident when I was two, I was in stilts for a few years, so I had to use my hands. So oh, yeah. I started yeah. playing buckets out the back end, you know, <laughs> yeah. about 2,000 yeah. years ago now at this stage. It's all, uh, all so percussion, was it? Well, actually, do which is first one, was drumming. Um, I had five diplomas in drumming drums uh, teaching as well and um, so I started playing drums I had enough time to practice at home when I was younger with the use of the hands so I learned how to walk when I was 10 again second oh time gosh. yeah gosh you said that was, that was rough wasn't it very rough at the time yeah yeah. Oh. but it was rough at the time but um learned how to walk so basically I had to relearn drumming again using the uh, bass drum yeah. you know other hats you know the high hats and yeah. stuff so i had to uh not not easy no it wasn't easy but but it took it took it took a while so um but, uh, perseverance and practice perseverance boredom boredom perseverance and made perfect yeah and um, perseverance and boredom but um, when i reached 14 i was going to the majestic ballroom um uh, we scored her every Friday evening. With John, uh, Jack O'Rourke. Jack was leaving in the back door. My father was dropped before he was going to uh, Cronin oh. and talk to uh, Cronin's. Oh, right, right. Dropped me in the back door. So to see all the drummers uh, sound checking and playing, that's how I learned my trade. You know, watching at a very young age. That's how I learned my trade, his drumming. So uh, after that, then I joined the local pipe band in Mallow. And I, I was uh, as, as a drummer. Yeah, well, I was so well far advanced at yeah, my yeah. age. That time. Did, you, did you meet all the big uh, bands? Yeah, the, um, in, in, in the majestic. Yeah, the majestic. And I know colleague John Foot was the DJ there at the time. Oh yes, John Foot yes. was the other DJ because yeah. um, I said John would tell you a story sometime oh, that um, man. I was fifteen and a half, about fifteen, and there was a band called the Memories. They were actually a tribute to Queen. Uh, they were called the Memories, and uh, so what happened was. Uh, the drummer got a very bad, uh, very bad tummy bug on the way down from Dublin. There was no drummer available. And Johnny um, Bangles. So, John Foot looked at me. He says, uh, <laughs> "So, we, they had to bring it. They had to uh, get two bar stools from um, Cronus to Pike." Oh, yes. I was so small. It was the same size as my sun machine. There, now you know. Yes, yes. I yes. popped me up behind. I put a coat on me and stuff, so I wouldn't look, look that young. And I played a full two and a half hour show with them. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was and a they, long time ago now. And they were, and they were delighted. <coughs> fantastic, it was great, great, fantastic. And there was a band that called Tweed as well. Tweed, Where um, I remember, Tweed, uh, Tweed, and they, they, um, they were, they was come out, they was going to see them as well at the backstage area. And about two years ago, uh, I was performing in Coonings and Cockwell Rundo, you know. And uh, to make a long story short, this guy comes up to me after, he said, You're a fantastic drummer, he said, You're a fantastic what you're doing, you know. And uh, I said, who are we with? He said, I was playing a band called Tweed. I said, I uh, drum a young Johnny from Mallow. How oh, I do is it? I said, you're talking to him now. He said, he was amazed, you know, amazing how things happen. Like, uh, you know? But that time, that's all I my trade. But back, back to the story again from the Majestic, like, Jack and Rock was good to me. They were all good to me. Uh, like, Jack you know, was brilliant. Joe Dolan was special. He was special. Yeah. 
Like, and of course, you're a wonderful, wonderful friend in Christie Hennessy. Christie Hennessy, a good friend of mine, yeah. yeah a yeah. great friend. I saw him in Mallow one night, he was playing his, himself and his daughter. There was a circus yeah. in Mallow. Yeah, the big top, Mallow. The big top, the big top. Mallow. it was uh, a yeah. problem not to the time. And uh, you, you were part of that. I was, set I, up that I, I was actually uh, a pleasure to uh, be part of that show that night because, yeah. like, and, you know, so. And Christie was a grand guy. He was absolutely, like the first time I met Christie was back in the old Mallow Park Hotel, it was called the Sunshine at the time. I uh, heard a song coming up called uh, Robert the Flowers, you know. Yes, that's and, right. Um, before, he made it, before he made it big, you know, because when you're playing that level of music, there's one important thing, Jimmy, it's called a contract. Yeah. Because, like, a contract is very important because he signed a contract with the promoters, and um, what happened was his song went platinum. Robert and Flow's oh, his yeah. first song. Yeah. Well, the first song I had was uh, Don't Forget to Shovel, but I was brought up with Christy Moore at the time, years yes, back right. in that area, like, right. you know. Yeah. And so she had to honour his equipment. He got, was it, a thousand pounds at the time. And the promoter made about, Boy. he made about 15 to 20 thousand euros that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, you do a wonderful solo on the drums, uh, Johnny, and we might do that later on. Later on. And we'll come back to talk to you later on. Yeah, no, but I'll get back to the story, as you go. So when I, when I finished all my drumming, I went on to Bowen. I uh, won a lot of competition in the bar and was younger as well. Then I, I got bored of all the instruments, so I started progressing the spoons and the whole lot. Yeah, so that's the, 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 that's the, the story. The, the, so the piece of music there. You heard, you heard the spoons there by Johnny Bongo. Thank you very much. Lovely. And I'll be doing the song by Christy Hennessy too later on as well. Yeah. Grand job. Uh, we'll come back in. Uh, we'll possibly we'll get another session of music, will we? Yes, of course. Because yes, there are wonderful yes, musicians. Yes, I left them there. And if we had the accordion, move out here a little bit. The accordion. Dan. Uh, Dan, the accordion. Dan, come out there a little bit nearer just because I love accordion music. Uh, Dan is top class. And Morrison tells well. Morrison tells well. There's a great pillar in... in, uh, in uh, in an accordion and uh, of course we have uh, Tony Barrett here as well and we have and his son, son Pat on the bass there too um, Jimmy don't have, to, don't have the bass the double bass oh, Tony's yeah, sure Tony, Tony, son is Pat uh, Barrett as well Pat is Tony Tony's the blue in Tamale of course he's not in the age but we won't hold that against him now tonight because he's a fine singer and we'll talk to him about his time out in Mill Street and Mill Country Park and He's uh, growing up there, it was wonderful and a uh, great old time. And we'll have an old chat with Tony about that later on. But we'll have some real chats or something. We've we'll lovely young lady as well there. We have Kathleen, He's, she's with us. She's going to sing a song soon, aren't you, Kathleen? And we have Jonathan. And Jonathan is going to sing as well. Jonathan, oh, yeah, we have... Um, yeah. My son Oshin is here too, Jimmy. He's, yeah, he's over there. Oshin, yeah. he sure is. Having his... Uh, yeah. So we're going to have some reels, are we lads? Is that, uh, Dan is music director, no, he's the boss. Uh, <laughs> That's Dan Duffy, by the way. Dan, uh, whatever you say, bye. Okay, um, we're going to do a waltz called yeah. Flatwater Friend. Yeah. Should be in a little bit there, uh, Dan, because oh, can't, everyone can't... Oh, yes, you're lovely. That's beautiful. Beautiful there. Yeah. We'll get you... Loud and clear. And we, par- we have parties well there, Jimmy, and we have a party in the banjo. Yeah. Morrison, yeah, you, can, you can tell me who we have later on, yeah, Johnny. No There's problem. so many. I've all so their names down here. But, uh, yeah. uh, I might uh, you know, misplay some here and there, which wouldn't be, wouldn't be nice. All right. Will you do the, do the solo after? I will do the solo later on. We have a land of problem here, Jimmy. We'll have yeah, the problem. So yes. You won't do it after the music, no? No, the next one around. Yes, yeah. yeah. We'll get the song after, so we'll be from Tony. Yes, yes, indeed. Oh, Okay, that's it. Fields of Atten coming up. But first of all, 
few waltzes. So, a few waltzes. That was a friend. So, if you need dancers down there, there's lovely ladies down there to your forum. They might get up and they might show a little bit of style. They're called the Spice Girls, you mean? The Spice Girls. The Spice Girls. <laughs> so, girls will be looking out for you there.
marvellous, marvellous music. Lovely Johnny, Johnny, uh, is, that, is that an Indian drum you're playing there? No, Jimmy, you're close. You're very close, but it comes from um, Africa, Jimmy. African drum, that's what I Very close, played. but what I'm sitting on, Jimmy, actually, is um, is a cajon that comes from um, South America I, and also from Spain. Cajon, don't ask to just spell it, no, Jimmy, I'll be on it. So, we call it a box drum. Box drum, yeah, and yeah. the bow on the spoons. You often see them in television, all right, you know, and they're sitting up in the thing and they're... Yeah, that's, the, that's exactly what I'm doing, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, so. And it's sounding very well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very, very, Thank very you. well. We're going to have a song. We have Tony Barrett, born and reared up in Mill Street, and we're going to sing about the fields of Attenrine, Tony. That's correct, yes. We'll have a go at it anyway. And tell me all about it. And uh, of course, the hidden much of a story to it that Trevelyan, he, someone stole his car and he, he deported him or something like that. Well, Trevelyan, he was, uh, well, the story of the song anyway is uh, from, from the, the famine period and it was uh, first published in uh, 1970 and it was recorded by a number of people down the years. Um, the Barley Carden recorded this in Danny Dyle. Danny got into the top he ten in, with it. He got into the top ten with it, yeah. 1971, was it, 79? Yes. He reached the top ten, but of course it would be always so it with Paddy. With Paddy Riley, he was the man to put it on the map, really. Oh, de- definitely. It was definitely. 33, 33 weeks in the charts. My God, yeah. In what 1982 or 1983. Yeah. I'm not sure which one. Yeah. And Peach and John, of course, was the man that uh, he's the man that wrote it. He, he's the man that wrote it, yeah. Yeah. There was controversy yeah. about the, the song at the time because uh, the, it was reckoned that, that it was uh, written, uh, something similar to it anyway, it was written back in the 1800s, the late the, 1800s. But the 18, that was back in the 1880s. But it, that was disproved. Yeah. And he did actually write the song and wrote the music as well. That's right. He did this that, music as well. That's right. But there was there was claim all right back in yeah. in the mid eighteen eighties, I think yeah. it was, yeah. that there was a, a, a song uh, written um, with Pete Saint John in, in nineteen seventy, and it was yeah, one. It was just first published. It was, yeah. it was a brilliant, brilliant song, and of course. But the the story of the song, the 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 theme of the song is uh, is uh, it it describes the whole the whole um, famine. famine period yeah. Yeah, uh, right. just basically in in one line of the song that's pretty right. much that's the fictitious Michael uh, he stole some corn from Trevelyan's yeah. hoard <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, Trevelyan was uh, secretary he was assistant secretary to the treasury but he was so powerful in his way and in his uh, power that he had, power that he had yeah. and his attitude that he actually was the secretary. Yeah, but, and, uh, uh, but he, he ran the show, but he, was he an exporter of corn as well? Well, he was... Uh, um, when he was over over the all the exporters. I yes, he was, he was over the exporting of, of corn and he wasn't very... Uh, very favourable towards uh, the Irish. He didn't actually no, like the Irish that no, much. No, no. I thought he, was, he was an Englishman. He was yeah. uh, Lord Trevelyan. He yeah. came from around the Clapham Common. Actually, his, they're still around Clapham Common. Is that so? That's right. Because oh. I used to I used to work around there when I was in London, and there were Trevelyans around there. I okay. think actually his great great granddaughter, uh, I think, was actually in the government. At some stage, in, back in, in the seventies. Uh, that's right. In, in number ten. 
yeah, she was something there. She was a secretary or whatever she was. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Trevelyan, anyway, refused to uh, to give any uh, humanitarian aid to the Irish because he reckoned that it would uh, render them lazy. And anyway, he didn't like him in the first place. <laughs> and, of course, he was in charge of the treasury and he was very concerned about giving anything for, for free. Mm-hmm. So they got this cheap. American car and brought it in. Of course, the Irish didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. And he actually uh, experimented himself with cooking it. Yeah, I think it was a kind of a Roy, was it? It was, it was Roy, yeah. yeah. It was, and uh, he experimented himself with he cooking got, it. He and then meal. he made a pamphlet and he distributed the pamphlet to tell them how to cook the meal. Yeah. But they, they, there was rights and everything over it. They couldn't get it. But well, I think he got very, very ill. Uh, when he cooked it first to try it the, out the, himself. The first time uh, he had yeah. to experiment with it, and, yeah. and then he, he found the way. his stomach, and uh, we won't say what happened to him, but yeah. well, he had to travel a lot when this thing happened to your stomach. Exactly, yes. Yeah. But uh, he, he, w- he refused uh, any humanitarian aid for the, the Irish. The Irish, yeah. yeah. No, they didn't like the Irish that time. They should have burned them out. and they, uh, yeah. uh, It was a horror period. Well, actually, history. during that time, there was, for every consignment of food that was coming into the country, shipload coming in, there was five leaving. Going out. There was, uh, there, was, there was a statistic, I think, that's, that there was n- uh, nine million people in the country before the famine, that's up right. to 1939. That's right. And there was enough food in the country to feed 18 million. Oh, but why? was being exported and, 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 and the, the, mo- the most it was exported from the port to Watford yes and yeah. it was exported mostly for to feed armies to fighting in other lands in other lands that's what yeah, all the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the that's why they were so concerned yeah. about the about the finance and the, the yeah, treasury and all that didn't want to be well of course at the time money. England owned its uh, parts all over the world Yes, yeah, you know that, that. But they were fighting wars. Uh, they were fighting wars everywhere. They were, they were, but they were, they were nearly winning them all. Uh, at the time, yes. So yeah. they had to feed the armies, and so they were making sure that that uh, they had enough That's collected right. for uh, <laughs> not to they go hungry. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have the song, so uh, Tony. And uh, we'll come back later on, maybe, and we'll be chat about your uh, life out in Midstreet. Would that be all right? That'll be all right, yes. Ah, lovely. There's not much to tell, but we'll yeah. see what and we can do. And there is, you lived up there at the Butter Road in uh, Midstreet, Country Park, is now you remember that when it was a kind of a wilderness, and uh, a little man living in a house there, a little man by the name of Big Big Pad, and uh, little stories like that. Right. So, get up. And we'll ask Johnny then, what did we do after? And he'd tell us. He had a full programme arranged. Right, We're back again, of course, next week. And, uh, I'll take a bit. Yeah, didn't you? Lovely. Here you'll do it on your own compliments. And, of course, you'll make you. By a lonely prison wall. And the prison ship lies waiting in 
lovely, lovely. I can tell you, Paddy Riley, Tony, Paddy Riley can forget about it because he has been replaced here tonight by Tony Barrett. Well done. And by the way, we must talk later on at some stage about your, um, your beautiful guitar because you made the guitar yourself. Gifted, right, gifted man you are, Tony. And congratulations because you were accompanied there by Dan Duffy and his band on his, his banjo. And we had uh, Dick Daly on his lovely fiddle. We're going to have a song. We're continuing with the music, uh, Johnny. We have a, a lovely uh, person here, uh, Kathleen. Uh, she's Kathleen she's a fantastic, fantastic singer. Fantastic so singer. She she's is fantastic. Indeed. And Jimmy, that we have, we have the Swan sessions every Thursday night in the High Green Mallow. So every every Thursday night in Mallow. So that's how we are getting on something play a bit oh, of music. Isn't that marvelous. And we go to the gallery band in the Mallow at St. Joseph's Road the last Friday of every month. Lovely. Yeah, that's so great. So the fantastic one session, so thank you. Yeah. So the lovely Kathleen will sing. What do you sing, Kathleen? John of Dreams. Um, most people are kind of um, associated with Christy Moore, but Jimmy Can made it his own as well, and I, he, neither of them wrote it. I think it was somebody called Caddick, but um, I, I know, it's just yeah. one of those haunting kind of songs. In, Injure man you know. here and he mighty. Oh. <laughs> for sure. This, There's no one like him. This bongwood <laughs> man. Isn't he a miracle? <laughs> No doubt about it. So, in your own time, Kathleen, Kathleen Mannix. When midnight comes and people hold for dread, seek out your blankets and Men and mastering 
That's a beautiful, beautiful song. No doubt about it, indeed. And the lovely company there with Dan and up here on. He's, uh, he's the music director tonight. Dan, you are indeed, and you're doing a great, great job. And congratulations. And uh, that's it. He well deserves a good round of applause. Dan Duffy. Uh, now we're going to a song, we'll continue because our uh, time will be leaving you very, very soon. But we had Jonathan Sullivan, a fine, fine, fine singer. And Jonathan, what are you going hey, to Hey Jimmy, how are you keeping? Yeah, we're fine, Jonathan. How's the bottom? Good, good, good. Um, I'm enjoying it so far, it's lovely tonight. Um, I, I've been doing a Johnny Cash number, or it's been made famous by Johnny Cash over the years, and um, it's, it's a train wreck song. Is really, you know, the best way to describe it. It's Wreck of the Old 97. Oh, it's yes, yes, yes. And yes, yes, it's yes, about yes. a real event that took place. Um, just um, basically... And it was known as the Fast Train. Yeah, it was, yeah. 1903 it happened. 1903, the 27th of September. You have it, you have it, Neil. crashed there in a rave interest. Yeah, it was like a bridge. It always made spot on. Uh, yeah. time, but it was late, yeah, it was on make-up time. Yeah, it took four hours to go from Monroe, I think, down to Carolina or somewhere. Yeah, th- yeah that was and, destination, really. Uh, they were an hour late, so uh, the, the average speed it always travelers was 40 miles an hour, but that oh. day he had to go 50. But oh. it was coming down the fall ground to the trestle, which was a bridge 40 feet high, and of course yeah. wasn't able to take it, over she went anyway. And... Uh, the engineer was uh, a fellow by the name of John John Blair, and uh, no, the engineer was John uh, was was Steve uh, Steve uh, Brody, and the engineer was John Blair, and uh, it's uh, the people gathered around after the crash, and they were born to a cinder. It was t- yeah. a terrible. Was terrible it about eight or nine people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was, it, I think it was written by a fellow by the name of Jackson Lucy or Louis or something. Yeah. yeah something yeah, like that anyway. And it uh, was, uh, people never realized it was a train, but it was known as the fast train. Yeah. yeah. The story so, is kind of self explanatory anyway, as the verses go, it explains how it happens, and it's very, very, and it's got an exciting beat to it, Jimmy. So. That's it, that's it. Lovely. Justice Johnson. Thank you very much. I'm 
they gave him his orders at Monroe, Virginia, St. Steve, we're way behind time. This is not 38, this is old 97, so put in her Spencer on time. So he turned around and yelled to his black greasy fireman, shove a little, little more coal. For we're not that far from that wide old mountain. Watch your 97 row. Hey! Then a telegraph arrived from Washington Station. This is how it reads. You know that brave engineer who ran all 97 years lying in Danville dead. Cause he was going down a grade making 90 miles an hour. His whistle broke into a scream. He was found in the wreck with his hand on a throttle. All it to death by the steam. Keep going. Now all you ladies better take a warning from this time and learn. Never speak harsh words of your true love or husbands. They might leave you and never return. One more time. Lovely, beautiful. Oh, gosh. Thank you. You could nearly see the train, uh, Jonathan. <laughs> You could see nearly coming down the <laughs> Indian. The first man that recorded that it was back in 1924. He was named by, fellow by the name of David, Gra- uh, David Graves George. Wow. He was supposed to be the first man to record back in 1924. So uh, that's the story of the great disaster of 97 there. The train that was never late, uh, but was late at the end. Your man making up time and that was the end of it anyway. Best of Jimmy. Anyway, Johnny, we won't get you tonight. That's okay. But we're back next week because at the moment we're going to leave you. No problem, Jimmy. And, and before we go, Jimmy, thanks again to yourself and to Dan and all the musicians here tonight for a, a fantastic show. A fantastic show. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be performing in the Highbin Hotel on uh, St. Patrick's Night, uh, Sunday, the oh, 17th. Next, next Sunday. Next Sunday. Yeah. I'll be in Coonahans and the evening time before o'clock till, um, six with a, with a rundo, John Bourne and Kevin Bourne. So, and uh, we'll be in the high be every Thursday night and, and, um, we'll be in the, um, gallery bar every, uh, last Friday of every month Jimmy no, it's been fantastic no. Jimmy and Jimmy thanks very much no, thanks to Dan and thanks to each and every one of you lads for fantastic fantastic and you're the marvellous organiser, Johnny and I've admired, I've admired you. I know you for years. Thank you, you too, Jimmy. We've been good friends back over the years. Thanks to you too, Jimmy. Yes, thank you very much. Last night you came with Rod Chris. We have to get the drum solo. There's lots we've got to do. Too. We've got to talk to uh, Ross uh, Cannon. We've got to talk, of course, to Tony as well. And there's quite a few more as well. We didn't get any solo from our wonderful All Ireland champion banjo player. That's all for uh, our next program. Yes. 